Podcast, me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Bill Dogs. Sorry, man, I'm a little late. My daughter fell down. She was, she's been sick. I, my wife has, oh, COVID. No. wife has COVID. She had 105 all week, 106, just like your wife did. Mm-hmm. So obviously, she's home. I'm supposed to go on a cruise ship to work a cruise. Cancel that like an hour before. And then my yeah. daughter, I, I think, I think had COVID last week, but tested negative and I think gave her COVID because she's the same cough. And now her cough came back. So now I'm home taking care of my wife and my daughter, trying to like uh, manage, juggle all this, you know? And of course, like the, how the laugh actors, oh, I want to do Wednesday. What is that? Like now it's, it's like, so I'm literally like trying to put her to sleep so I could like run and drive from Woodland Hills to Hollywood, hope, hoping that she falls asleep by nine. I'm like, what time do I have to go on stage? You know, because uh, my kid's not sleeping yet. You know, it's like, this is like what I'm, anyway, how are you? <laughs> good so that was katie's show last night because she texted me like are you in town yeah i did I katie's like, show. Oh. it was it was it was great it was actually like one of those i haven't gone up because like the last show i did was uh was thursday it was like thursday night i did the ufc show and then friday was my birthday i'm supposed to leave on a cruise on saturday and then that got canceled so i was like you know and then i had to cancel everything because i had to be there for my wife so i haven't been on stage in five days which in, in comedy world is like Three well, years. for you, that's insane because you're like the hardest working freaking comic in the business. Mm. But um, but for me, that's fucking whatever. So the UFC show, how was it, man? It was amazing. It really was amazing. Um, you know, the first time I did the UFC show, they gave me a special, but it was on Fight Pass. But there was it was during COVID. So everyone had masks on, 50 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there was only a lot of 50 people in the building. It's 30, 30 people because uh, they didn't, um, they, they had to have people work there. And then it was like Mike Perry in the front with his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, and then Brandon Moreno and like people that didn't speak English. And then a lot of his team didn't speak English. Some did, but not, you know. And then it was like the, uh, it was like Cheryl from accounting. It, it ended up being great, but it was like, Jesus, like this is like all those like crazy road gigs. And then the second one, I was like, let's do it at a comedy club, you know? And yeah. then the third one was like they they doubled the comedy club. The LA Comedy Club now has holds three hundred people, and it was oh, wow. like, um, and it was one of those sets where I was like, it was felt like a TV set. It was like joke, well, ah, joke. I I couldn't believe it. I, I yeah. was like, holy shit! And this was the I was the most nervous about this one. Yeah. Um, so that was really really cool. And then why are you the most nervous about this one? Because I had to because I had like twenty minutes of MMA jokes that I hadn't really tested. Like oh, okay. I, did, I did them a couple places, but I didn't really like, and I was worried I was going to like forget them and, or that, you know, something could be really funny to you and to like your friend, but not on stage. I mean, I, I've had tweets before that got like three people like it and, and then they kill. And then tweets that had like 10,000 people like it and they bomb. It's just things yeah. that 
Something's supposed to be said out loud and some aren't. And yeah, I, Twitter isn't the best, isn't the best litmus for deciding what's a funny joke. And I was and I was nervous I was gonna like forget the jokes because I also do a lot of crowd work. But when I go into the crowd, sometimes I forget where I left off. It's, it's easy yeah. to do crowd work when like you know your stuff, like by like the back, you can go right back. But when you don't really know your yeah. jokes that well. So um, but it was one of those things was just like I couldn't believe how well it went. And then I sat with each fighter. I, I sat with Andre Philly for like three sessions. I sat with Sarah McMahon for three sessions, sat with Frankie Edgar, got their material like to the point where like I knew it was going to work, you know, and uh, and they all had great sets. And who, who, who did the best of, of the other? I mean, you could say, come on. <laughs> well, Gerald Harris murdered, but he's a real comic. He's been doing okay. comedy for like 25 years, literally. So okay. he did the best because he just he's been doing it forever. Um, but Andre Philly probably shocked the most people because people didn't really know him. You know, he's not really like a very loud, but I knew him because I knew him. He's like a rapper. He's a rap group. And I just know the kind of person he is. And he, but they all took it real serious. Like none of them were like, I'll just go there and fuck around. Like they were scared. Yeah. Legit yeah, scared. Of course. You know? Of course. They're probably more scared doing that than they were getting to a ring. They said that. But then they also said like, Frankie's like, man, I woke up this morning and didn't worry about getting knocked out. So, <laughs> but yeah, they, like they said, like, you know, have me fight somebody. It's no problem. You know, have me have a, you know, so yeah, they were like, but I also set them up really well. I told the crowd, this is their first time doing it, you know, and, yeah. and the crowd was, and I also like stacked a crowd of all fighters, tattoo artists, porn stars, strippers. Like it was, yeah. everyone, everyone knew fighting. So, and that's the thing. It's like, sometimes when I do MMA jokes, people that know what I'm talking about laugh hard. The people that don't yeah. fuck, you know? So it was, it was a, a crowd that knew MMA really, really well. So they were super happy about it, man. I was like, I, I, was, on a, I was on a high. I was on a legit high uh, until the next day when my wife got sick. And then she had 106. And then Jeez. I was like, cancel the whole, and I was scared as shit for her because, and she didn't want to go. That's how fucked up healthcare is. She doesn't want to go to the doctor. I'm like, you have to go to the hospital. She's like, no, I can breathe okay. I'm just going to get sicker if I go there. And they're going to keep me here by myself. I'm like, you know. Wait, were you literally worried for her like life because of COVID? Are people still getting that sick from COVID? I feel like I COVID. Mean, anytime someone has 105.5. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you worry about their life, you know? But that, that was COVID because I think COVID was always like a low fever. No, not this COVID. Um, and I know McCorkle's been, also got ridiculously sick recently. Like he, he wasn't here last week. I think there's like a, and then I tell, I think the strain's worse, man. Like I honestly think it's like, they're not saying what the new strain is, but People that I know are getting like 106. Like it's insane. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. And then my, my, my daughter, but she's been making me laugh though. I was giving her a, a bath. You know, I give her baths and we I have to play with all her toys in the bath with her. We have like a dance contest with Elmo and Abby and then, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, she's like, I'm the grandma. I go, I'm the grandma. She goes, you can't be the grandma. I go, why? She goes, she doesn't have a belly. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing pretty hard. And then, so then we went to a, like a, like a little festival the other day and she's like, daddy, I have to go potty. So I'd go to a porta potty and she's like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming out. It's, it's trying to get out. It's trying to get out. That's what she says when he's coming. Right. So then I look and I see the seat is disgusting. There's no, there's no toilet paper. I'm like, I can't put her ass on this pissed seat. You know, I just, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll hold her. And I figured if you, if you hold a kid and she goes pee, <laughs> It'll just go down. Well, 
Maybe, maybe maybe she needs to do more Kegels or something, but you know, but like it literally fucking went right all over me. She peed like, I'm just like, oh no. So that all over underwear, all, all over me. So then I threw her underwear away. Daddy, why are you throwing my underwear away? I'm like, well, because, uh, because daddy's silly, you know, like I was. Just, <laughs> you know. And then I'm trying to clean up the garage. We have all this shit in the garage. Like we have all this stuff and I'm trying to make it like a workout room, right? And we have yeah. my dad, when he moved to New York, gave me a bunch of his stuff, which he, he claimed was worth five, six grand of stuff and radios and this and that, a Dell computer, all this stuff. Right. So now I'm like trying to sell it on like offer up, which, by the way, everyone's like, oh, I'll take it. And they never show up to your house. Like, I'm, like they never, never show up. Yeah. And then and then it's some, and then I'm like, oh, how much for a 2009 Dell? $18 people are telling like 50, like literally the Postmates I just got is worth more than the computer. Like I'm yeah. like, I can't even get ice cream for this fucking price. Like, are you kidding me? Um, so that, and then my, my daughter's, we had like a box of her old toys, which of course she's going to want to, so she plays with them. I don't want to get rid of this. And then she's like, she sees a dinosaur. She goes, I don't like dinosaurs, but my friend Connor has one. So maybe I'll sell it to him. So now <laughs> she's already into selling her fucking toys. Um, it's just, uh, yeah, I got to come by there and, and, and see what I can pick up. Are you in LA? No, but I will be next week. Dude, I got a crib. I have a, a kid's bed. I have so many toys. I'm, I'm offering people that have kids and stuff. You know, like, like Sam Tripoli, I went to his house and just dropped off stuff like three garbage bags. But I'm not doing that again. Not with gas now. Now you have to come to me. I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to, um, so yeah, and then my daughter's asking me every time questions. I'm like, oh, I got you some cheese. She's like, Daddy, why do they call it cheese? Because I I don't know what's cheese made out of. Milk. Uh, <laughs> like, like, I'm googling things that like a three year old think like cheeses. I should probably know what cheese is actually. What I yeah, I probably should know that right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just um, and then of course like. You know, did you, did you watch Daniel Tiger with your kid yet? Daniel Tiger? No. It's like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, but it's now it's, a, it's like a tiger. It's a little tiger that like teaches lessons and uh, the kid's super cute. And he's always like, I'm mad. And then they, do, they always have like a song about it. Like it's, but meanwhile, I think whoever wrote this were parents because all the songs are like, when you want to play with your parents and they're too busy, do something else. Like, like literally, it's like songs like that. Like, leave your parents alone when they want to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> greatest fucking, I'm telling you, Daniel Tiger is like the, the shit. Uh, and, then, um, and then my daughter the other day, she's like, Daddy, why do you have to be a comedian? I was like, because I didn't get enough love as a kid. Like, I'm, not, I'm just answering questions now with like different, uh, different meetings. And then, uh, and then the other day she was like, you know, cause I, what do you want to be your girl? She was like a princess, right? That wants to be a princess. So, but the other day she was like, I don't want this dress. And I was like, stop being a princess. And I'm like, wait, this is, <laughs> this, is she, what, this is what she wants to be. Like I'm doing the exact opposite. So anyway, we have a great show today. We got Rufian Stotts, by the way, who uh, is supposed to come on like six times already. He just won the Bellator championship. Uh, we have him, we have Mike, the Marine Richmond, Who's killing it in bare knuckle, killing it under he's murdering everybody. He beat Dakota Cocker, who was a champion. Um, and then Brian Barbarana, who is fighting Robbie Lawler uh, in July in the UFC. Brian Barbarana, another UFC still? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so that's crazy. You hear what happened with Mark Munoz? Oh, yeah. I know. I figured you'd have a take on this. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but he was basically, he told his wrestling, he was coaching wrestlers. He, he, he sanctioned boxing bouts between his wrestlers. I don't think it was wrestlers. I think he was basically, I don't know if he's just the rest. I think he was like there and two kids that weren't on the team came up to him and said, hey, could we box each other? And they had boxing gloves somehow. So he said, yeah. Right. But um, base no, no headgear or anything. And then I guess they were already in like a fight, which he, he didn't know about it. So they started punching each other. And he was sort of like laughing about how it was like entertaining, I guess. And of course, the kid goes home and tells his dad or mom uh, uh, to school, and he gets fired. But I, you know, man, with all all this fucking school shootings and this and that, and ter- like kids want to fucking fight each other with boxing gloves. I think I'm all for it. Like I, for think sure, it's probably the best way to handle it. Um, you know, in, in a controlled environment, if you have a guy like Mark Munoz there, um, I could see why a parent would get pissed. But I don't think he should lose his job especially him being a UFC fighter. I mean, they asked the right guy, you know? <laughs> Wait, but he, he was employed at the school as a wrestling coach? Yeah. And it was a private school. It was a private school. And he let these two entitled white rich kids fight each other. And one of them went home, told their daddy, and he got fired. because I'm, he's sure, it was, I'm sure it was a kid that lost. I'm pretty sure the kid that lost called his pet dad. He probably got embarrassed. How dare he let... And then all, but it's just the whole thing sucked. First of all, they got a guy who was a, uh, you know, three-time national champion. UFC was like top five in the world. I mean, he was a top Man, guy. Coach, I love You yeah. know, uh, of course, like he's, you can't get a better coach than him. And he's really into wrestling. You know, some people said, well, what if a kid would have died or fell the wrong way or this or that, you know? <laughs> like, but they were probably in like, they're probably in a, a gym with, I mean, were there mats or was it just like, <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened. I know I'm trying to get him a job at the, at the school that I coach at. Like, yeah. You I, that history of getting wrestling coaches, huh? Yeah. Yeah. After, after Jay Moore, I, I honestly, I honestly, I'm trying to get Mark Munoz as, as the new coach. I think that would be amazing. I think, that you know, kidding me. Yeah. So, I mean, you see what happened with Gary Tonin and one. No, what happened with that? I missed it. So I, I love Gary. So Gary, yeah, I love Gary too. So Gary had a grappling match against this guy who in the jujitsu world is like, they're, they're saying him and his brother are like, they're like, you know, prodigies. And uh, Gary lost. Um, oh, like, against I Rutolo, yeah. Rutolo, yeah. How oh, no, good is guys, this guy? Sick, yeah. But, but, you know, Gary has kind of like fallen off as like, as a, as a jujitsu guy, he's not really considered the top guy anymore. You know what I mean? It's he's great. It's about, it's about, he's about striking. So, okay, so I'm going to play the match for you. But, uh, so, I mean, obviously Gary would, you know, I, I, you know, people get caught. He got caught with a darts, which I guess is like. That's pretty uh, wild. Because um, I, fe- I feel like, like, at, at a certain level, first of all, at a certain level, you just feel like it's so rare to get something committed. So here you go. So, okay, so Gary's the guy in red, white, and blue. He's wrestling. So is it kind of like combat jujitsu with a little bit of like... It seems like the guy just trying to kick him, right? Um, yeah, I guess it's crazy to see uh, jujitsu how, how high they get in their stance. Like wrestling would be so much lower. Yeah. You know, like they, I mean, it's just, 
really known for their takedowns. What was that? Jiu-jitsu practitioners are not really known for their takedowns, you know? Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess you're not really worried. If a guy gets a takedown on you, you could, you know, go for other ways. But like, was, was Gary like a really decorated wrestler in high school and shit? No. Oh, he no, wasn't? I don't, I don't think he wrestled. I think he wrestled a little bit. Um, but he, he was just like wearing jiu-jitsu. So the guy gets a Muay Thai clinch, right? There we go. Which I guess is legal in jiu-jitsu. I mean, this is like different sort of rules, I'm sure. So how good is this guy that he's running against? Oh so no, the others, those guys are, are are sick. They're 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 up there with the best, man. There, there's like four or five names you hear about all the time, and those guys are always in the conversation. So right here, so this is this is where he gets he gets uh, subbed. So I guess Gary thinks he's safe, right? That's of course. He he works in guard all the time. Oh, right there, right there. And Gary's like, oh okay. Uh, oh, he traps his leg. Classic. I can't believe he lost to a Dars. He's kicking himself right now, dude. I'm telling you. You think he just thought he was too safe? Too hundred percent. hundred percent. He he didn't he didn't think he was going to get that. I mean, a Dars is like I, I will tell you this. Like, there's a guy I was training with. He, he this this black kid. He was a no gi guy, and he came to our gi class. He had really long arms. I would never get caught, but he would get me in that fucking darts all the time. Even when I knew that was his one move, I couldn't stop it. it it's, you know. I, I, I Gary thought he was like in a position where like, oh, he's not going to get me the darts. Well, like, first of all, when he locked the darts on, uh, Gary got to his knees, which is a proper defense. And he probably thought he could get out. But then Ty was able to buck him and to his side. And once he, he trapped his leg and it was done. But it's it, but darts is like. um it's a very sneaky move, man. And you got to be really high level to, to really put one on it, a high level guy. Well, it's so, one of those things also, Gary's worried about fighting. It's hard to be yeah. the best in jiu-jitsu when you have to worry about kicks and punches and, and wrestling and everything else. Uh, yeah. So that's, you know, the other guy is just a jiu-jitsu guy, right? That's, I don't know if the other guy fights. Yeah, just jiu-jitsu. And, you know, and, and Gary's protege is kind of, is uh, Gordon Ryan. So Gary kind of handed that baton over and became a fighter. Yeah, I mean, but he was a pretty good sport about it. He was like laughing about it kind of. And he was just like, you know, Gary, Gary's a very outspoken guy. And uh, I think, you know, I, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, he probably is kicking himself. He doesn't like to lose. No one likes to lose, especially at that level. Um, have you ever had him on your podcast? You got to have him on. I've had him on. He was super cool. Like, and he was super smart, funny guy. Yeah. I mean, the dude is just, uh, he came to my comedy show too. So we have a guy right now who is the Bellator champion right here the bellator champion and i had him on when he was like no one knew who he was i people were like who is this guy nobody knew nobody, nobody knew, knew. no and then he got a little too big for me because i had him on a couple of times he like stood <laughs> me up he stopped getting back to me but then now uh, he's, the, he's the champ again uh rufion how are you man man i'm doing good man how you doing man my bad i got the time zone fixed up i think it's okay. You're the champion. You're the champion in Belgium. You know what I'm saying? I go, I go where I want, when I want. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I operate now, you know? No, I don't apologize for being right no more. Now, you're the guy. I mean, first of all, now, I'm confused. Did you get the million dollars? Um, No, not yet. So, I got to win. Uh, I'm still in the tournament. So, I, I did the quarterfinals of the tournament. That was against Juan Archuleta. And then the next fight will be the semi uh, against either Higo or Sabatello. And then I'll fight uh, the uh, final. So I got two more fights to win before the million dollars. Got it. Now, you were supposed to fight Sergio Pettis. I was supposed to fight Sergio Pettis in the first round of the uh, – in the quarterfinal. 
And no, that's your that's your teammate. You guys are like brothers, best friends. We brothers, man. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. yeah. How how, how, awkward, my how awkward was that? It was like super. I, it just didn't. It felt icky, man. It, it didn't feel good, you know. Um, I just didn't, you know, like having to even like think about fighting him or think about hurting him or think about, you know, uh, taking his belt. You know, it just didn't feel good to me. Now, do you beat him in the gym? Like, do you know that you, say you, what? you beat him in practice? You know, and I can't even say that I do. I say that because um, usually I'm a certain person for him, you know, and he's a certain person for me. Usually, like, we're like teammates. And so I'm never like, um, like, oh, I got to beat up Sergio because, you know what I mean? I'm, I am I just never been like that. Like, whoever you have fighting coming up, I'd uh, emulate him. Um, and then, you know, we go back and forth, you know, I feel like he gets the better of me and, and striking exchanges. I get the better of him and some grappling exchanges. Um, so, and then also I think a fight is a fight. So I can't really go off of, you know, what happens in a, in a, in a training, you know, session, you know? Yeah, no. Now your last fight was awesome. You won the belt. Uh, he took you down. How did that happen? He took me down. He took me down one time. He motherfucking got me, man. Um, <laughs> You're a national champion, two-time national champion. <laughs> no, he uh, apparently he did a lot of work working with the per Purdue wrestlers, yeah. and uh, I didn't yeah. expect him to want to wrestle. You know, so I was expecting him to like kind of flee from me, because uh, that's kind of how he fought the last couple opponents. He kind of like just been moving a lot, and he hasn't been wrestling a lot, so um, I didn't expect him to wrestle at all. So that. I feel like it took me two rounds to like figure out like, hey man, this game plan is to kind of to come at me and 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 wrestle. So um, so that yeah, that just kind of kind of threw me off. Kind of uh, I I just had to adjust adjust it at the beginning, and he got me down the first first round. I got him down too, you know. Yeah. But but yeah, he did get me down. I had a one one going to the third. I thought it was no. I was I I had it too. I had him winning. I had him winning both rounds. Because not only the first round he got me down, but then I kind of like uh, stifled his takedown. But then he was able to uh, kind of like control the position. So then he started like positioning me uh, the second round. Like he wasn't really doing damage, but he was like out positioning me. And I'll give him, you know, I'll give props to what props are due. Um, I, I feel like he won the first two rounds. In my head, well, during the fight, I was like, hey, he's up two rounds. I got a freaking, I, I got him. I can't give him an inch these next three rounds. Now, did your coach tell you to throw a kick? Um, I think he said something like um, cut him off with a kick or cut him off with their uh, hook, kind of corral him. Because uh, that's what we had uh, kind of trained, um, you know, uh, uh, prior to the fight. Because we thought he was going to be trying to, like, take angles and then kind of almost running away. I felt like he was going to run away from me, run away from the wrestler. But that was opposite of what he did. So, so um, Bill, yeah, he, he, it was, he it was a beautiful throw, throw kick. Bill, I mean, so so he, hit him with, he hit him with a head kick, right? And it was one of those. Yeah, it, was actually, it was like it was like delayed. I, I threw a kick. I threw a kick, but he slipped inside, and it turned into a knee. Oh, got it. But it was like it a delayed like reaction. The the, it was like yeah, he like he like hit, and then his like uh, legs like he did the thank you legs for a little bit, and then yeah. he freaking uh, and I'm like, oh shit, let me take his ass out, you know. It was it was it was, it was amazing for you. Now, um, then you, at the end, you did a backflip. Now, if I'm your coach, I'm mad at you because number one, why do you have all that energy to do a backflip? <laughs> I mean, the fight wasn't over. I, I still had two rounds to go, you know. So I'm right. like, okay. I still got energy. I was I prepared for a five round fight. 
Okay, well, the fight was good. The backflip was bad. Now, yeah, you were a two-time D2 national champion. Now you're the Bellator champion. What felt better? I got to say the, uh, the Bellator thing felt better. Um, just because uh, of the money involved and, like, what it did for my family, um, I feel like uh, the – the, the national championship, the first one, the first one felt more because it was like um, me, the first time like me, like believing in myself and, and, and what I'm believing, like come, coming true kind of thing. Um, so that was like, it was like wholesome or whatever, but it just, uh, the gravity of what's like on at stake, I feel like the, uh, the Bellator championship, uh, it, it feels, it feels better because of the, the gravity of, you know, because, you know, I get to move on in this tournament. I'm a world champion now, you know, I got a chance to win a million dollars. And that's like, you know, kind of really like priceless for my family, not priceless, like it's a million dollars for my family. You know what I mean? So um, it feels bigger. You're one of the best in the world. I and mean, I argue that you're the, you are the best in the world. I mean, you're, you're killing it. You lost one fight. You're 19 and one. The one fight you lost was the guy hit like a spinning back elbow, crazy to get to Marab, who's, also yep. killing it. Um, I could, yep. you could almost say that was a an aberration or a fluke. He just got caught. No, I mean, it, I wouldn't. I won't. I won't say it was a fluke because he like missed the throw the shot. But you know, um, uh, if we run it back. It won't look that way. Um, you know, oh. and um, I, I mean, I take. I know. I know. I needed that. You know, I needed. I needed that for my uh, like my mindset, like how I was approaching fights. And I'm. I'm kind of grateful for it you know if i could ever get it back i'm gonna try to get it back but you know i'm grateful that it happened because i wouldn't have been in the situation i'm in right so, now so bill what happened was this guy's undefeated he's not looking yeah. for a fight dana white comes to see him the whole town comes to see him they're all chanting his yeah. name his cousins his family every, every yeah and so he wasn't he wasn't undefeated at the time at the time he was six and two and i was eight and oh and i'm thinking like hey this is just a guy they brought in you know it's their champion but they're doing a show here uh, I like Dana White was texting me back and forth, like saying, like, okay, we're gonna do the show here. So I'm like, okay, they're just bringing a guy in. So I, yeah, I'm not like thinking about, you know, that like this guy is like fighting for his opportunity at for the UFC too. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I kind of overlooked them. I kind of overlooked the situation. I just thought, like, okay, let me get this over with and and, and get to my uh, UFC contract, get my UFC career going. You know, and that was a mistake. That was something that I did not, uh, yeah. I did not prepare for. I did not, you know. The guy, Mer the guy, the guy Merab, the, the guy who's, like, killing it. But he's the beast. I mean, he's killing yeah, he's the, the UFC. Right. So yeah, then he's, yeah, yeah, he's what? He's ranked, like, top five, top top ten. Yeah, the guy was, like, homeless from fucking Dagestan, living in, like, the streets of Brooklyn. <laughs> Aren't they all homeless in Dagestan? <laughs> so then, like. Yeah, he yeah. could be, yeah. Then Rufion. But no, then he's, Rufion, he's, he's George. Kid. No, what is he? Georgian. 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 Yeah, right. Georgian. But yeah. then Rufion's a monster, man. He comes, he he's like dusts himself off. He was depressed for a while. He told me he was depressed. Oh, oh, I was depressed. I cried. I uh you know what I'm saying? I contemplated like, damn, do I is this for me? You know? Uh yeah, because I hate losing. I like hate losing with a fucking passion. And uh I was like, man, like I just lost, I fucking fuck it, I'm done, you know? Um 
like, is this shit worth it? But um, yeah, I picked myself up. Or well, my, my teammates and everybody and my, my wife and my everybody got picked me up. Well, look where you came from. You grew up in Houston. You had you're you're uh, from Nigeria. Your parent, your mom's from Nigeria. You had two brothers. Yeah, my dad, my brothers. dad, my dad is from Nigeria. Boy, your yeah. facts is fucked up, Adam. Your dad's from Nigeria. <laughs> you act like you act like you've been there from the beginning, but God damn, <laughs> you fucking in my. <laughs> All right, go on. Dad's no, from Nigeria. My dad, is, my dad is born in Nigeria. My mom was born in Houston. Um, they got together. Um, an illegitimate marriage and not illegitimate uh, sexual encounter, and they had me. And um, no, they uh, yeah, so. So my dad, so I'm of Nigerian descent. My dad is like from Nigeria. Um, and my mom, uh, yeah, she was just, she's, I don't know what nationality she is, but she's from Houston, Texas. Your dad American. wasn't around, right? Your dad wasn't around growing up? Yeah, no, he was around. He was around. He was just like, uh, he, so he, him and my mom split up. So he was just like, um, he would like call and send me stuff and send me money and pay child support. Like he was like a, he was an active father, but just from afar. In Nigeria, he was in Nigeria at the time. So he was actually in. Um, in he came to U.S. to go to school, and then he had got a job, and his job was in uh, Washington D.C. Well, a- after you won, he sent me an email saying that I was like I was inheriting your money. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, but that's the that's okay. You, we'll get that in writing. We'll get you. Uh, he says that, he goes, my son is about to win a million dollars, but I, all I have to do is email him. No I'm kidding. All right. So and then. Now, uh, Bill, so he, he goes to his mom passes away in high school. Freaking Rafian, like, re- joins the wrestling team as a junior. Never wrestled before. Yeah. Junior year. Yeah. Now, he's, yeah. he's so good. That he, he wins the junior co- – he places in junior college uh, nationals as a freshman. And then he goes yeah. out and wins Division two twice. Like, yeah. and then Usma, his mom goes to Usman before she passes away, take care of my kid. Take care of oh, his mom. So oh, his Usman's mom. Oh, okay. mom. So I went to the same school Kamara Usman went to. Oh. And um, Usman was like, pretty much his mom told him like, hey, I know that because I was also on Team Texas with, uh, Usman was my coach for Team Texas. And so his mom was pretty much like, hey, make sure that Nigerian kid is okay that's going to your school or whatever. And so he came to me and was like, hey, man, just making sure you got food and you're taken care of, like you're good. Uh, pretty much like my mom told me to tell you this. Like, let me just tell you this. You know, like, like, are you good or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good because I'm Nigerian of Nigerian descent. And she uh, felt that she uh, just wanted to like help me out and uh, make sure I was okay. Um, so yeah, so uh, yeah, while I was in in Kearney, Nebraska, wrestling Kamar Usman, uh, his his mom, but through him, uh, would just try to take care of me. What's up, people? Football might be over for the season. But basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Now head over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code CLNS50 to get started. It's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds right to the olympic coverage and it's the best in the business okay from sports right down to your favorite vegas casino games bet online is your number one online wagering destination bet online the fastest 
and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. That's all. And then Pat Millipin sees him, and he's like, "This guy's the future, right Jens here." Pulver. Jens, Jens Pulver. Jens Pulver. Jens Pulver. He goes, "This guy is Jens Pulver." What? So Jens Pulver <laughs> says, "We got to get this guy fighting, all right?" Yeah. Yeah, I started. I started uh, coaching. Uh, Jim Pulver asked me to come and just help out with wrestling at at his. Uh, he started a gym in um in uh Kearney, Nebraska, and then so he just asked me to pretty much help out the uh the, the MMA team, and then eventually he got me to do jujitsu and boxing, and then I was like, hey man, you might as well fucking fight. You fucking done all this shit. You might as well fucking fight. So yeah. I ended up fighting, and um yeah. And so then how I many, went. How many and then new me friends and me and Jens Pover drove. Me and Jens Pover drove to uh, Davenport, Iowa, to Pat Millicent's gym. Uh, we ran out of gas one time, like while we was driving, because this car didn't have a meter, and we had to go to some uh, ladies, freaking some farm lady. Some lady uh, uh, I think you ran out of gas too, right now. For kids uh, <laughs> on the way. So she's like, yeah, I can get you gas, but hey, I'm gonna go pick up my kids from daycare, and then we're gonna get you gas, and then then we went on to Iowa. It sounds like the beginning of a, a porno. Sounds like a sounds yeah, like a, yeah. sounds like a porno. It could have done that. It could have done that, but I mean, did you bang she the chick? Just a nice old lady. I need to find her because <laughs> <laughs> not God, for God. the porn, not for the porn. <laughs> for the, uh, yeah, got it, got it. Usman, are you still close with Usman? Yeah, yeah, I still text Usman. Um, every yeah, he's, he's we're super cool. Um, yeah, uh, I texted him the other day, and I I guess I didn't know his uh his knees is fucked up like he was like they are. Damn. And I was like, hey man, you gotta walk backwards uh going downstairs or some shit. And he was like, yeah, who told you that? I'm like, I just heard that shit. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it's true. I'm like, fuck. So, so last time I got to talk to you because you told me that both Ben Askren and Woodley were going to beat Jake Paul. You said, you know, these guys are two guys that you train with. These are your friends, your training partners. What, what happened? You You know, I think a lot of people underestimated uh, (laughs) Jake Paul. And I don't know, man. I mean, they caught they caught them at the right time. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I still I'm still perplexed about the situation. I don't know. I still think they beat him, but fuck, I don't know. I'm still mad. You just brought the shit back up. God damn. <laughs> damn, I don't know. No, hey, I gotta also talk interview about Interview over. No, no, no. All right, now CM Punk. All right, CM Punk with yeah. training. He was a training partner of yours, right? And uh, yeah. now yeah. I, I got I got lots of respect for CM Punk. I think that it was if I the UFC's fault. They shouldn't have let him fight. You know, it should be like I understand that you, you put asses in seats, but you know what? You can't let Oprah have a fight. You know, Oprah. A lot of people want to see Oprah fight too. You can't just let Oprah. Hey, come on! Don't be putting my boy down. Hey, you ain't gonna be disrespecting my boys on this goddamn show. CM Punk put in a lot of work. He put in a lot of work. A lot more than your ass, Adam. I know that. And I shouldn't be in the UFC either. I'm not. I should have to go through the fucking the the, the yeah, amateur. He's famous. He's famous. He got different. He got different rules. If right. Oprah that's, that's wants what I, to fight, I bet. I bet Oprah get a fight. I bet they get somebody for Oprah to fight. Now, did you know? Did, did you think he was gonna win, CM Punk? No, I 
I, I, I honestly thought like he was. Uh, I thought he was gonna win. I mean, I was hoping. I don't. I don't know. It's hard. Like when you uh, like uh, when you when you training with somebody, like you see all the work, all the work, and how like good he's got, how um, how much he's improved or whatever. You're like, fuck, like. You know, like you can do anything. Yeah, you fucking hell yeah. Yeah, you but you win, see him you know? sparring with people. Like you see him, you see him from like not being able to throw anything, not being able to pass, or uh, you know, uh, know where he's at in grappling, and then you see him, you know, um, uh, pretty much be a proficient fighter. Like he was, he's a proficient fighter. Like starting out uh, as a pro, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, he could like. And and, yeah, and the guys are like, like people in like fight. wheelchairs, people in wheelchairs that like can all of a sudden walk, and you're like, you can't be like you're ready to play for the Raiders. Right. You know what I'm saying? If, like, you, if you if you go through that with them though, like if you go through, they can't walk to like, oh man, now they like halfway jogging. You know what I mean? You're like, fuck, you know, you can do this. I believe in you, motherfucker. We fuck. I remember when you started, you know, and I see all the fucking work you put in to do this shit. Like you, hell yeah. Uh, fuck yeah, but are you watching him? In 15 minutes, you see Holly Holm fucking lost the fight that she didn't really lose. Six, fucking anybody can win a goddamn fight. But no, first of all, that's a little bit different. She lost to a girl that was no, a No, no, no. You, you like, compare my boy to uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. All this, all the but uh, well, they both have roles. But I'm just saying. So as far as CM Punk, do you see him sparring with like guys that are amateurs and losing, uh, or guys that are like lower, lower, no. lower level pro fighters? And losing? Where, where are you? Are you, looking, are you in a well? What's going on? Like, where are you driving? No, I'm driving. Where I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving back home from practice. Oh, okay. Uh, Can you hear me? You, yeah, you, you, keep me go, you keep going. You keep going in and out. All right. So what were you oh, saying? I was, I was saying, speculate. Uh, your honor, objection, speculation. <laughs> you're speculating. You're speculating that he just gets beat up by amateurs. That's speculation. So the honor. What your honor saying? Honor. Uh, uh, no, listen. Rufian, there was a fighter in your camp. I'm not going to say who is a high level guy. Right before CM Punk's fight, I texted him, how's he going to do tomorrow? He writes me back, not good. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is a snake in our camp? So, I'm Who just saying, that? so it was, let, let's just say that he goes, not good. So, like, I mean, you you all know... I ain't seen, I ain't, I ain't seen it to that to where it's, like, not good. Like, he ain't, obviously, he ain't fucking, uh, fucking up everybody. But he ain't, you know what I'm saying, getting demolished. You know what I mean? Like, I understand it's a UFC fight or whatever. Got I it. don't know. I'm biased. It's hard, man. No, I, I hear know. you, man. That's I your friend. Know. And, and I, I think if I was in the gym, I'd do the exact same thing and the money he was getting and yada, yada. But at the same time, like, you know, if you know someone can't swim and you're like, hey, go in the pool, you know, you have a great attitude. But he can't swim. He'll stay alive. That's what I'm saying. He'll stay alive. He, he lasted the first the fight. The first fight, he came out like a like he threw a fucking a, a gang punch. Hammer first fist. Time. Hey, that's his first fight. That's his first fight ever, man. Nerds, <laughs> fucking adrenaline, it hit everybody different, you know. Like he could have came out and been a. So I've seen people. I've seen people in the gym uh, that are kind of trash. They're kind of trash in the gym, but when the lights come on, they turn into a kind of a different fighter. Why you gotta like talk about Mir why talk about, about Mirror Shark like that? Listen, I happen to like <laughs> hey, that mother. Hey, Mirror Shark, go 
out and fucking fucking dominate. Them over got the most submissions. I ain't talking about Mirshak. I'm actually talking about uh, Emmanuel Sanchez. Emmanuel Sanchez, he's not trash, but he's not he's not uh, as intense as he has in a fight. Like I know, like if, if Manny gets in a situation into a in a fight, he gonna come out on top. Like if there's like oh it's neck and neck or, or it's a close fight, Manny gonna come out on top because that's the type of fighter Manny is. Manny's like when the, when the lights is on, when the fucking pressure's on, he fucking he, yeah. he ready to fucking. But he's also you know, had like fifty. He's also had like fifty fights, so that's the difference. It's like he's that's, been that's there before. True, but that's true. But we don't know. You don't know. You see, I'm optimistic. You 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 know what I'm saying? You seeing the glasses half full. Half I'm empty. seeing the glasses. Hey man, he. No, I'm seeing half empty. No, anything can fucking happen. All right, you're right. Now Biggie Mike Rose. He's a fireman yeah. now. He's a fireman now, right? He's a fireman. Can he go up the ladder? Fireman. Can he can he climb up the ladder? He's like not. He's eight hundred pounds. Like like like. Who's he, <laughs> what is he saving donuts? I mean. What, what, what's... <laughs> no, motherfucker. Hey, hey, Biggie, go. That Biggie that. Biggie probably going through some. You know what I'm saying? He ain't training as much, so he probably eating the same. Yeah, eating the same. Uh, so he got he got some. You know what I'm saying? He got a little more pounded on him, but it's probably better actually for a fireman. You know uh, why? Can people he, he can lie down and people jump out of the out of yeah, the thing onto him? He can, he can him. his way out of any situation. Get, you know, <laughs> he can be like a trampoline. He lies down and people yeah, jump. No, no, <laughs> no. He'll block. He got more mass to block people with. Oh, got it. Fire. That's, that's true. That's true. Maybe yeah, you know what? He might just. You think maybe he'll, he'll show up and then think it's like a grill and just start like uh, just start cooking food. All right. So all right now. He like he he'll smother he'll smother all the fucking fires. He can smother. Because mother of the people. Got it. Got it. Got it. Biggie's going to fuck both of us up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking love that guy. I love Biggie Mike Rose. Um, yeah. So, all right. So now, you're, when's your next fight? Uh, I think in, around like September or October, depending on. So these guys fight June 24th, depending on if they got injuries and stuff, I'm, I'm guessing like September. That was a cool having Rampage there and all of them. It was cool having Rampage there. I seen him after, but I don't know if he death, he death or what. Because <laughs> I like after the knockout, I went and found his ass, and I was like, Rampage, Rampage, and everybody else is like looking at me, but Rampage is like, <laughs> like what happened? Did somebody just fight or something? And I'm like, Rampage, 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 hey, and he's like. <laughs> so I don't know. Did Fifty Cent reach out cool, to you? Though. Did Fifty Cent reach out to you? you Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. They sent me a bottle. They sent not a bottle. A fucking. They sent me like those. Uh, the big, the big uh, uh, leche bottles, whatever it's called. Um, that was cool. Him and Scott Coker sent a. Uh, they sent it to the hotel. So. Now, Scott Coker, I got to say, now, I like Scott Coker, but I disagree with his assessment of the MVP, Logan Storley fight. I don't know if you watch this fight, Bill. So MVP yeah. is like the greatest striker alive. Dude's yeah. like a 25th Dan black belt. His dad is, his mom is, his grandfather. The guy, he knocks everyone out in karate. He fought a guy, yeah. he fought a guy that was a six-time state champion in high school. Six-time. Yeah. Four-time All-American. Yeah. And the guy goes to England. Yeah. And just literally takes him down every round, holds him. But yeah, won the fight, in my opinion. And uh, people were like, Ariel Hawani thought that MVP won. I could sort of maybe see where you could argue that he won, maybe. But I thought Logan won the fight. 
And Coker is like, that's not what I want this to be about. This is about mixed martial arts and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? Like, like the, the... No, Logan Logan definitely wanted to fight. Um, I, I mean, I think probably uh, Coker is just thinking like on a promoting, uh, from promoting, you know, uh, level or, or like uh, view. Because, yeah, Logan Storley definitely won that fight. You know, he controlled the fight with his wrestling. He just stifled everything that... Uh, you know, uh, MVP, MVP could do. So, uh, yeah, I think that was just like, damn, how I'm going to promote this motherfucker. <laughs> Dead, yeah. And fucking like MVP is a big draw for, I guess, Bellator, you know? Well, of course. What are you saying, Bill? Well, I, you know, I'm just I'm like, when are you going to be on the Adam Hunter UFC Comedy Jam? Because you're fucking the, hilarious. It's not the UFC, though. It's not the UFC. It has to be the Bellator Comedy Ah, Jam. yeah, I'm not in the UFC, uh, man. Yeah. I don't go yeah. to Perk. You gotta I'll do both. Perks, now, what did you think of uh, what's his name's fight? I thought he won too. Which uh, I thought that um, Anthony uh, McKee Jr. I thought AJ won that fight. Uh, uh, I thought no. You know what? I thought he won that fight, but then I went back and uh, watched it again. Uh, no, I didn't. I, I watched it the first time, but I missed the first two rounds or the first round or something. But I went back and watched it again, and then looked at the whole of the fight, and I was like, it's like. It's understandable where uh, Patricio won. Like I understand, like some of the things is like, yeah, you think the other uh, dude should win, but it's like I can see where they um they they judge for for Patricio. Um, and I felt like I, it was justified in my eyes. I I can see where. Well, when when he came out with OT Genesis, the rapper, uh, you know, the guy who sings, I'm in love with the cocoa. I think that pissed off the judges. I think the judges were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> they were like racist or something. Like, we can't let this, we can't let this dude win. He's and bad I mean, for MMA. He was also mean mugging a lot and talking shit and smiling and doing a lot of that, which I think that that also annoys the judges. Like, I honestly think that what's named Bobby. I, so. I mean, it could be, it's like public or it's like a, a, a person's bias, you know, like maybe they don't like, I know I got a teammate that I feel like it's a judge in Texas that don't like him. And every time he gets a bad decision, that judge is on the panel. And it, it could be like that, you know, like shit. I think Bobby it Green, could be, it could Bobby, be all type of shit. Bobby Green, I think would win almost half the fights he lost because he was cursing and saying all this stuff. And I think people were like, this is not good for the sport. They don't want to hear that. And who knows what he's saying. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. They, yeah. They don't like, they don't like the antics. So that like, I mean, shit, me as a, as a person, like it's certain people that I don't like. So I would imagine as a, it's probably hard to, uh, or they they try not to, you know what I mean? Uh, like buy into the biases and, and, and look at that stuff, but it's hard. Like it's some people I'm like, man, I just don't like you, you know? Uh, like I try to be objective about shit, but I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't like you, you know, it's, you know, it, it could be the case. Now, now Duke Rufus, right? You saw Duke Rufus, right? Yeah. Are there any, yep. How come there's not many w women at that gym? Or like they come, they go. It was that one girl that left for uh, now, right? The girl that's left for came out. Yeah, we had we had Macy there for a while. We had uh, we got uh, or had Laura Sanchez. Uh, we had. I think it's just. I mean, it's not a lot of girls there, so it's not a lot of uh, you know. Is it because uh, Milwaukee? Like girls don't stay because it's like shit. That could be it. That's why I left. Yeah, I'm a I'm 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 a girl sometimes, you know. <laughs> when it comes to the call, I'm a bitch. When it comes to the call, yeah, dude, I, 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 right. 
Dude, I went to high school in Maine, and there were not many black people in Maine. Like, and there was hell like, no, hell there was no, like, black people turn brittle. You know how chocolate break up in fucking, or when it when it gets cold, when it's frozen. Yeah, that's what happened to my body, my fingers. I feel like my fingers are like, like yeah. big yeah. fingers when it comes to the cold. Like, yeah. I, it was a it was a, a grind, a literal grind when I was in Milwaukee. I was in that I was in the Midwest for fucking. Eight years, man, and every single one of them motherfucking years, I was like, I'm gone. I'm gone from this motherfucker next year, you know? But but it was the coaching, it was the job. It was, yeah, the coaching and the job and the fucking, yeah, shit, money kept me. <laughs> now, 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 when Ben Askren fought Masvidal, right, the first time, did he do his <laughs> camp out of his house? Uh, I feel like his, he didn't do the camp out of his house, but I don't, I don't know. And, and actually, I don't know. I shouldn't uh, speak to it because I don't know what his training was like before, uh, he got to his UFC stint, but it seemed like, um, like he, he did, he did more convenient training, you know, or that's what it seemed like. Like, uh, I would do, cause I would coach at his, um, his academy. And he would do like his strength and conditioning uh, workouts with himself. Like he would do them, but he would do like circuits on his own kind of thing, you know. So it's like he would do more convenient things. I feel like you know. Well, so, like, well, somebody in the chat said that. He was also he was also what thirty eight. Yeah, something? well, so, somebody in like your camp said that. They said I forgot who it was. I was like, yeah, he doesn't train with us. He doesn't show up to practice. He doesn't show up to the thing. Yeah, he, I um, mean, and he had at least. He had the luxury, you know, he had his uh, Ben Askren Academy, so he would he would train, you know, um, you know, kind of uh, convenient, you know, and he could like he would still get the training done. But it's not like um, it's not it's not the same as, uh, of course you know, not. having to, like well, yeah. having other people hold you accountable. He, he didn't really have uh, he held himself accountable, which he's like he got a really high workload and he, he works really hard. But it's, it's, it's different having other people hold you accountable. They're going to make you do more than you can do. Yourself. Well, listen, you're the Bellator champion. We got Brian Barbarana with us. You know who Brian Barbarana is? Yeah, I know Brian. He's a beast. Are you are you guys friends or no? No, I don't know. I said like I'm on first name basis with the motherfucker. I don't know the motherfucker at all. Ah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much, Rufian Stats. You're amazing. And I uh, can't wait to get to your uh, next fight. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, hey, man. Brian Barbarena, who is fighting uh, July 4th weekend, uh, the International Fight Week against Robbie Lawler. Congrats, right? Am I, is, is this correct? This is correct. Nice. This is 100% correct. Nice. This is going to be a great fight, man. That guy's a legend. You look great against Nick Diaz. You're a legend. You know, it's funny, man. Like, you came to my show and stuff, and I've been watching you forever. And I, I forget you're only 33 because you look 60. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, sometimes I feel 60 or actually older than that, probably like 80. But because yeah, you've been in so many wars and so many fights, people forget how young you are. Like you're in your peak right now. Oh, yeah, man. I feel like I'm getting better and better. You know, I've had some some ups and downs with injuries. But uh, like I said, I feel like I'm in a stride now and uh, really getting going. Well, you're a monster. You, you've got fight of the night four times. That's four. crazy. Four bonuses, even when you lose, like the, the Luke fight, you got the bonus. And a lot of times you win uh, and you got you got power, man. I remember you fought Jake Ellenberger, who's a good friend of mine. 
You beat both Ellenberger brothers, Joe and Jay. Yeah. That, what do you have against the Ellenbergers? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, you know, actually, they're really good dudes. Uh, they, they're really, really nice. You know, when I came around to haunt Joe for the debut and Jake later on, and, uh, you know, it was nothing, no bad blood. I think they were, you know, media was pushing for some bad, bad blood to be in there, but, uh, you know, it was just all good, just business. I also read that you're only a blue belt. That's correct. Like, how, does, how, how, how are you in the UFC with like 30 wins or whatever, and you're a blue belt? Uh, I'm probably uh, legit, you know, not a blue belt, but I, I, don't, I do a lot of uh, gi and everything, so I don't get belted or anything. So the, the one time I did do uh, for a little bit, I did some, some gi and everything and got my blue belt. So, uh, yeah, but watch out. I, this blue I belt will come get you. That right? There's probably an advantage. People are like, oh, he's only a blue belt in jujitsu, but you know you're <laughs> – basically a black belt yeah come get it come get it come test it out i'm okay <laughs> yeah. uh no i was reading about you last night man uh first of all i didn't know that you were half colombian yeah uh, that's cr- you don't look half colombian uh are people no. <laughs> what the co- uh i can look colombian well i just i just don't think I, he looks like he came from the, the, the capital rally like i i just don't think uh <laughs> Dang. I just don't think Colombian. Um, that so your dad was from, from Colombia, Colombia. Yeah, yeah. Was he like? What do you mean? Was he like, really hard on you? Was he hard on me? Yeah, because I mean, was it tough uh, for him? Did he grow up in like kind of a poor environment? Yeah, yeah. He grew up in a poor, uh, you know, growing up poor, and uh, you know, when he came to the U.S. and everything too, it was like that's why I don't really speak Spanish is because uh, you know my dad had a hard time when he came. Uh, and he didn't want us to have a hard time. Like, you know, he got in a lot of fights, got in a lot of trouble. People always, you know, messing with him because he spoke Spanish and everything like that. So he grew up in a time where, you know, it wasn't really a great thing to speak Spanish. You know, now people are multi languages and, uh, you know, speak it all the time. But uh, back then, you know, it, it was a problem for him. So he, we really didn't, we spoke a little bit when we were younger. And then uh, as one of my grandparents lived with us and as they went back to Colombia, uh, he just kind of let it fade away. And so, it's a bummer because I wish, uh, you know, I did speak Spanish and I've been saying this for a while, but I do need to work on it. Now you're doing great, man. You're doing great the way it is. You got a hot wife with three kids. Uh, you you're doing great. Um, and then in high school, you were a, you were a linebacker, right? You were like an all state. Yeah. Yep. All state linebacker, all region, uh, defense player. Yep. Had college offers to go play, play ball and decided to pursue MMA instead. Were you a wrestler in high school? I was not. I did one week. One week of wrestling. Yeah. So the coach you, bothered me every year, every single year he bothered me. And then I was like, I'll give you one week. And then if, you know, if I don't like, you got to leave me alone. So how do you go from <laughs> no martial arts background to being one of the top guys in the UFC? Uh, I don't know. Determination, heart. Uh, you know, I just, I always, I got picked on a lot when I was younger because I was a heavy set kid. Uh, so I got in a lot of, a lot of fights defending myself and, um, yeah, you know, so, Either I you wanted a box and or a school shooter. Those are the options where you get yeah, bullied. Yeah, Jeez, always. I get that. Is, right? Thanks for loud, uh, keeping this light and fun, Bill. Um, <laughs> now, but when did you walk into your first MMA gym? Uh, when I was, gosh, when I was 19. 19 years old. Yeah. And you learned jujitsu yeah. or it was everything? No. Uh, so I was looking for a gym and there wasn't anything. And I ended up moving to Minnesota. And uh, there was nothing within like six hours of me. And then I happened to find some local fighters who 
were training out of their garage and it was called the stomp factory. And so I went in and started training with them. They were a bunch of just hard nosed wrestling guys. Uh, Kyle Jensen was the, the head coach at that time. Uh, you know, Reese Hernandez, Keith Sogla, some of just local guys in uh, Minnesota. And we just would grind it out, you know, work wrestling, stand up, uh, jujitsu, whatever. The, and I took a fight six months later, uh, had my first amateur fight, my first and only amateur fight, went amateur and then went pro after that. But you didn't know anything. You, 19 years old, you're in this garage with pro fighters who are probably D1 wrestlers or high school wrestlers or boxers yeah. or jiu <laughs> And you don't even know how to, you know how to sprawl. I mean, you know how to take a double leg or a single leg or anything. Uh, I guess I knew like the basics kind of just because of, you know, I watched, I found you, uh, the UFC my junior year of high school and was like watching all the time. I had two younger brothers who are a year younger than me. They're twins. And uh, so we, we all fell in love with it. It would just like, practice on our own we made an underground fight club at school and would get kids ordered some gloves online and just started matching people up and uh you know doing whatever training we could find on tv and mimicking stuff and just working through it and so uh we actually all fought all three of us and so yeah i just went in there you know basic you know watching people watching people like chuck liddell go in there and sprawl and brawl and so that was kind of my mindset when you when yeah. you wanted to go fight and not go to college for football, were your parents like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They were They're like, what are you doing? You got people, you got, they're going to pay for your college. You're going to go play football. And like, why would you throw it away? And I was just like, you know, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not in love with it anymore. And uh, I want to pursue this. And they were just like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But by the way, you, you, almost, know, they ruined, came you almost ruined my marriage, by the way, just so you know. I did? Yes, because when you were fighting Colby Covington, I knew you, I knew Colby. I was watching the fight on my phone instead of buying wedding, while we're watching we're wedding <laughs> rings. So we're, lo we're looking for engagement rings and I'm watching your fight because it, it was a good fight. And, my, and then to this day, she's still like, you weren't even paying attention while <laughs> I was like, Brian Barbarena was fighting Colby Covington. And I do a whole joke about it, how like marriage could be temporary, loss to stay on your record, you know? And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, I appreciate the love, man. I mean, that's a, that's a huge commitment to be able to just, you know, commit to watching me instead of, you know, focusing on your wife in the ring. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I mean, it was all it was gold rings. Um, now, your, your fights, now your, your last, second to last fight, you had an internal laparotomy, which is Jeez. internal yeah. bleeding. What is that? And how did you, how did that happen? Uh, yeah, so I ruptured two arteries in my abdomen. And uh, it happened. I was supposed to fight Daniel Rodriguez on short notice. And I was doing my final preparations the Friday before I'd head to fight week. And, uh, you know, took a body kick and, you know, didn't think anything of it. Continued through my rounds, did all three rounds, hung out, talked with the guys afterwards, was heading home. And uh, my stomach was kind of hurting. And I was like, well, I didn't have a great breakfast. You know, maybe I'm that hungry or whatever. So I stopped, got some food. And then was on my way. I was talking to my wife and uh, started getting tingling from head to toe, sweating like crazy. And uh, then my vision went out while I was driving. And so I was like, she was like, you need to pull over. And so I just swerved over. Thankfully, there was no cars there. Um, and I felt my tires dip on the, on the side of the road and just threw on my brakes. And then uh, she hung up to call an ambulance or, the uh, you know, whatever. And... Um, then my vision came back and I called an ambulance and they came and picked me up and took me to uh, 
the hospital in Asheville and they did uh what's it called ultrasound on my stomach. I was full of blood and uh, rushed me into emergency surgery. So you were probably very close to dying in that situation. <laughs> you're bleeding internally. You didn't know it, right? And now yeah, absolutely. This is, and now you're still fighting. <laughs> yeah, that's said two minutes, two minutes, and I was a goner for a hundred percent. Like two more minutes, wow. and I was dead. That's crazy. Yeah. And you remember the shot that that hit your? You remember the shot to the gut that made that happen? I do. Yeah. Oh, wow. At least I think that's the one. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like the only real kick that I took to the stomach. But um, yeah, I don't know. I was in fight mode like already because I was preparing to you know leave next week and fight. So when I got in the ambulance. They're like, hey, we're going to give you an IV. And I was like, no. And they're like, what? And I was like, no, you can't give me an IV. I fight next week. You know, Stata doesn't allow IVs. You can't get IVs anymore. I can't let you do an IV. And they're like, well, you know, what if it was serious? I was like, well, let's go to the doctor. Take me in first. I'll get checked out. And if I need if I need an IV, then, you know, the fight's going to be over anyway. But I plan on fighting next week. And they're like, well, can we get it started? And so that way they could just hook up if you need an IV. And I was like, yeah, you can do that. You're not going to put anything in me, just the needle. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so they did that. So I didn't even have an IV in me on the ride or anything. So they didn't really take me seriously. Well, the only way to, you know, recover that is to fight Matt Brown in two months, which is what you did. Uh, you beat yeah. Matt Brown, which was an amazing fight. Another great fight. Uh, I, I love Matt Brown, too. You guys are both, like, yeah. cut from the same cloth, I think. Um, of just like, I agree. Tough, good guys, guys that would, like, help you move your car. If your car broke down, uh, good people. Now you now have your own farm, the Barbarena farms. Um, how many animals do you have? How do you know how to run a farm? Like you, you grew up in California and Minnesota. How do you know in Arizona? There were no farms. Arizona. But now he's from Tennessee. He has his own. Uh, what, what, are, what are these farms? Talk to me about this farm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I grew up in the city my whole life. I don't grew, grew up around livestock at all or, or farms. Um, and so it's just some of my grandpa used to tell me about a farm that he had in Columbia and, uh, never got to see it, never seen it. Um, and so just stories. And I think that's what, what really bring it, you know, bring it to life as I'm older now, it's something that sunk in and, uh, yeah, I was training at the MMA lab, you know, out there, on a, uh, winning fights and everything training with great people, great family guys, you know, guys who helped raise my kids with me and, um, you know, decided I want I want to start a farm and talk my wife into it too. And she was all about it. And it's something we wanted to do for our kids too, to grow up on it. So we're like, we need to do it now. We can't wait till they grow up. They're not going to want to go, you know, they're going to be in school, have all these friends, everything. So, uh, we got up, moved to Tennessee, bought some property and, uh, started a farm man we well, just how started do you know, how do you know how to do, do this like do you do youtube how do i just run a farm yeah youtube uh a lot of research reading a lot of reading um you know pretty much that's that's about it just as much research as we can about the animals we wanted um how to do things we didn't know how to do and luckily the property we bought well i had a house on it and it was just bare land and so um, we had to do all the fencing, fenced in pastures, everything like that. And luckily for my neighbor, it was a huge help and help us help teach us how to, you know, build and put the fence up and how to correctly do the corners and, uh, let us use this tractor till we got a tractor and uses a, teach me how to use the equipment. And, um, you know, he just has cattle. We have multiple different kinds of animals. So what do you have? It was what, learning. You, what do you mostly have? 
mostly chickens or what? Pigs? Uh, we have, we have, so we have cattle. Uh, we have black Angus for meat. We have chickens for eggs and meat. We have goats, Nigerian dwarf goats, which we use for milking. And uh, my kids are going to show them for 4-H. And then uh, we just got Cooney Cooney pigs that we will raise for, for me. That's amazing. Now, your kids love them. Now, do you eat the pig sometimes, like for bacon and stuff? Do the kids get like, oh, I, I love this pig, and all of a sudden it's gone? Uh, so we just started with the pigs, but that's happened with cows. And we, uh, when we first got started, we did bottle feeding cows for the kids and to experience it and be brand new and everything. Uh, we end up having to sell those cows because uh, my kids were way too attached and we couldn't, we couldn't butcher them. So <laughs> right, right, we, right. we decided like, if we're going to butcher a cow, we don't name it. We don't, you know, pretty much we tell them like, Hey, this is the process. We're not gonna, don't get close to this one. Like th this is a bad cow right here. You don't want to mess with that cow. Yeah. Now, how, now your wife looks like she's like from Las Vegas. She's got the huge boobs, pretty girl. <laughs> Like, how do you convince her to move to a farm? <laughs> oh, my wife, you know, she's, you know, she's amazing. She is, man, I wouldn't be fighting. I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for her. I definitely wouldn't be, be in the UFC if it wasn't for her. I 100% I believe that. Uh, and the farm, man, she holds it down while I'm in camp. Her and the kids, you know, they're out there the running the farm. Taking care of all the animals, does it all. She's amazing. Oh, I, hope, uh, I didn't mean to insult her by saying she looks hot. I, I don't want you to... <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, she is hot. So yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. extremely lucky. I don't know how I even landed her, but uh, I did, thank God. And um, how did you yeah. meet her? At the uh, gym? At the gym, right? No, no, I met her in high school. Oh, okay. Oh. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were uh, my senior year. We've been engaged since my senior year of high school. We got engaged so my the senior year. Who you ever club with? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she's she's the one i the last one i wanted to ever sleep with that's for that's, sure that, i like that uh, yeah now um how do you find training partners where you live you just go up to random farmers and teach them how to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys come on, on the farm we're gonna flip some bales and freaking scrap it out <laughs> i mean you went from the lab which had like ben henderson and like the greatest guys in the world like uh, who yeah. are you training with yeah so right now i'm at jimmo you know uh in north carolina uh, I train under Jeff, Jeff Jimmo. He's, you know, he's been, I've known Jeff for a long time. He used to come to the, to the lab and train out there. And, um, you know, he cornered Scott Holtzman a lot. I'm sure you knew who Scott is. Um, so that's ac actually how I met Jeff. And then when I moved out here, I had the intention of coming to train with him. So, um, it just worked out where, you know, I was, you know, I was training at a gym called shield systems in, in Knoxville, which Ben, Ben Harrison's the coach there. And he's awesome. Um, but the, the lack of bodies and stuff like that was, was not there. So came to Jeff at Jimmo. It's been amazing, dude. He's, he is an amazing coach. And, uh, I don't think a lot of people know, know about it or know about this gym, but he's doing amazing things here. And man, he's helped save my career, um, from the injuries that I've had and me being able to fight again. Like I wouldn't been able to fight again for sure. Uh, if he hasn't, you know, if he wasn't part of it and the gym wasn't part of it because like he has moved my training around, created my training for me uh, day by day, just so I can, you know, continue to fight. Your fights are amazing. I mean, you're pretty much, you're it's almost like a, like a Rocky in some way. You're in every fight. And sometimes it's just like, wait to the third when he comes back. Like you're never <laughs> out of a fight. But if I was your coach, do they ever try to tell you like, let's try not to make this into like a 
fucking slobber knocker dog fight? Did they ever try to tell you, or they just like fuck it, do whatever you want? Uh, they did tell me that. They're like, how about how about this fight? We just, you know, we get the performance instead of the fight of the night. You know, you know, you're allowed to to beat them in the first round or before or whatever. You know, you know, you're allowed to do that. So uh, I give you permission to do that now. Uh, let's just go ahead and get the performance bonus. And then it, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And then it just turns out to be fucking all out war. <laughs> Did you think Colby was going to be as good as he was when you fought him? I, I thought he'd wrestle really hard. What I was, you know, he was, you know, good. He didn't try to strike as much with me when we, when we fought, you know, he's definitely striking more, a lot more of this, you know, nowadays, but, uh, he was, he's good. I knew he'd be good. You know, I know he'd, he'd bring it, especially on the wrestling side and, um, you know, I was I was good, happy that I was able to pop up. I didn't think he held me down very long at all. I mean, he got a lot of takedowns, but I was able to pop up after every one. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought he was going to be good, and he continues to get better. What about Leon Edwards? Did you think he was going to be special? I thought Leon Edwards. I need to roll down these windows. It's hot as heck in here. Yeah. Uh, but I thought Leon Edwards. I thought that was going to be a striking war. All I heard was. Leon's this, the UK's kickboxing guy and all this stuff. And then I went over there and, you know, put him on squirrely legs, dropped him, and he's wrestling the whole time. So, I mean, it's not that I don't know how to wrestle. And I've gotten better and better at my wrestling. And I can wrestle in fights. I just choose not to. Um, you know, I believe I can, I can wrestle and take people down 100%. I know I can do that. Uh, but I just choose not to. Are you going to go back to the lab for, your, for the Robbie Lawler fight? No, I'm here at Jimmo. This is my gym now. This is my 100% my gym. Um, I get to, you know, as I still have to travel and be away from my family, but that's, you know, the biggest thing was I tried one camp going back, traveling back to the lab. And, uh, you know, I did half camp at Jimmo, half camp at the lab for my very first one when we moved out. And it's, it's too much being gone, man. It's, it's way too much on me, way too much on my family, uh, being that far away, at least here, I can come here and then I can go home and, and be with them. So, uh, that's really the biggest thing. And the goal right. is to, to give them out here. By the way, Bill, the lab was great because they invited me over to watch like pro, pro, you know, training one day. I go over there and like Ben Henderson is doing like a hundred rounds and he's holding people down while telling his wife what like food to pick up. <laughs> like literally like, hey, make sure you get the kids three against like whatever. Then you got like uh, Drakkar Close, who's like the head case slash he's leaving the gym. He's in the gym. He's about... Then you had O'Malley in the corner who's doing exactly what he does in his fights. Like, hands down, chin up, fucking Capoeira, YouTube moves, but it's, like, working. And then you had Mitch Clark, who was, like, this nerdy guy who looks like your accountant uh, who was there. Fucking David Michaud from, like, Native, Native American guy who, like, is the best, but he's, like, scared to fly, uh, who's, like, the greatest guy in the world. He's in there. Lauren Murphy, who's also a head case, but like the sweetest chick ever, ex-heroin addict turned fighter and her boyfriend. I mean, the fucking characters in this gym, Johnny Case, who has a big tattoo that says Case in the back also. And then you had the craziest guy was this guy, Rob Emerson, who learned how to, who was in jail. And when he left jail, had his first fight against Jens Pulver. Like he was the WEC champion. And he, he's like a huge conspiracy nut. This fucking guy is like, him and Uncle Creepy got into it because he banged his ex. So, like this, that whole gym was like, holy cow! It was crazy. It was insane. You gotta write the pilot, Adam. You gotta write the pilot, man. All great people. All great people. The best people, but but characters. All great people. The best people. Ever. 
but characters, man. Yeah. And then you got Barbarana there who's like trying to plant his farm, even though he never was a farmer. <laughs> it was just, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was an awesome do, gym. But, uh, do, but your, I, do your kids want to fight or do they want to join you in your camp? I mean, are some of them old enough to at least like three, the three and five and seven or something, right? Maybe uh, seven. I have a 13, 11, oh. eight. <laughs> oh, they yeah. were three, five, and seven. Are any of them yeah. interesting? <laughs> And like being being along with you? Uh, no, like they kind of do their own thing. Like occasionally they'll, you know, they're always roughhousing, and my boys are always fighting each other. And uh, occasionally, you know, they'll say they want to they want to fight. And then, uh, like my son, there's some kids here at, at Jimmo that you know go to events and fight and stuff like that. My I'll watch, and my my son will watch, and he'll be like, "Sign me up, Dad. Sign me up." I'm like, I'm like, you're not even training. I can I can win. I know it. I can beat those kids. And I'm like, no, no, you're not, you know, you train or whatever. If you want to train and, you know, we can look at it or whatever. But honestly, I'd prefer them do something else, you know, find whatever they're in love with. Uh, not just because, you know, I love fighting. I want them to find, you know, their passion and what they're in love with. And, uh, you know, I'll do everything I can to help them pursue that. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, your, your, your last post was probably like the cutest thing I've ever seen, uh, Brian. Um, Hold on. You, you had a, it was like a baby rooster. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Well, where, did they just come to your thing or like, was that on purpose or? No, we made uh so we hatched eggs off our chickens and, um, and, you know, raised up these chickens that we're going to use for, yep. More eggs. So, uh, <clears throat> that one is a fibro, which means it's, it's all like black and gray pigment, the, the skin, the leg, the bones, everything is all black. And you get that when the genetics, you know, of the rooster and, and the mom have that, that certain genetic that crosses. So you don't always get that. So it's pretty, it's kind of a rare, more genetic that happens. And so we've hatched like 10 of them and only there's two of them that are, are like that. And it's pretty cool. How are you a fighter, dude? What, what is like, like, <laughs> look at that fish, baby. Yeah. Look at that thing. It's a hog. You're such a man's man, dude. Like, holy, I feel like you were born in the wrong. You should have been born like in like the. Like, yeah, you're like, you're like a Viking. Yeah, it's, it's, I was definitely born in the wrong era. That's for sure. Uh, it's unbelievable. But yeah, I mean, but you're killing it. But like, yeah, so I'll, I'll show you, by the way. Uh, uh, I'll show you his, his, his uh, wife, by the way. So. <laughs> so like, yeah, she's like. Yeah, Captain beautiful. Yeah, good work, man. Dude, you're you're an inspiration to everybody who's out of shape. Uh, yeah. say, no, you're uh, you're the man, dude, Brian. Uh, it was awesome meeting you in Arizona when you came to the show. You were super nice, man. Uh, how far are you from Chattanooga? Uh, so I'm about 30, 40 minutes from Chattanooga. Yeah. Okay. I'm always in Chattanooga. Are you? Uh, yeah, hey, I'll have to go out there and catch the show. Why don't you go to Tom's gym, uh, uh, Galicio? I don't know who that is. You know, Toothless Tom, he was a guy that was at the UFC, Ultimate Fighter. He has a, a missing tooth. Uh, he, beat, he beat a bunch of guys. And then he like, he, he, his, his ground game's amazing. He basically started his own gym out there with like no, no, <laughs> he just went out there and found a space. He didn't even have it's like- Chattanooga? Yeah. He didn't even have oh, like wow. a machine to take money. Uh, he's like, he's like, if I build it, they'll come. And then I, and I actually taught like a, he, he trained under, under, under Hendo, nicest guy in the world. And I actually taught a wrestling seminar over there. 
And it was like uh, for the average Joes. I felt like it was the average Joes. It was like one guy had a tattoo on his face and never did any kind of grappling. Another guy was nice. like 400 pounds. But uh, he started a gym over in Chattanooga. And he's always looking for people. Uh, so you should teach us a seminar over there or something. I should hook you guys up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to meet him and everything. Oh, you'd love him. I mean, he, he can nice come out to the gym out, check it out too. And I'll go over there, check it out, bring some guys up too. Oh, that'd be, be awesome. great. That'd be great. Well, listen, thank you, Brian. Uh, you're the best. Uh, enjoy your weekend yeah. and uh, and take care, my friend. Yeah, dude. Thanks again for having me on. It was great talking with you. Anytime. Take, take it easy. Anytime. It's Brian These are cool guys. These are like guys. Because I'm like, I want to be their friend. Right? I mean, just what a... Dude, like, I kind of envy that, man. Fucking, I'm, like, hooked on my phone all fucking day and, like, worried about all this bullshit. Like, he just he has a farm. He lives with his a, a wife and kids. and I, Sweetheart and three kids. I don't, know like, if I, I, don't, I don't know if I would last more than a week on that farm, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I see this. Stuff and I'm like, man, that guy, like, figured out life. That's right? either, like, an old soul or young, whatever the deal is, man. Like, that's, like, that is, like, the answer to life, man, having that. He probably doesn't, he probably isn't filled with existential dread and, and neurosis all the time. Yeah, it's the best, right? He's got a wife and three kids. They live on a farm, he teaches them value. I don't know if I'd be able to kill the animals though, even to eat them. <laughs> I, I, I would definitely like be like, okay, like you could live. Like it would just be. <laughs> I know, and particularly with the kids, because the kids are always gonna, like, you have a little pig, kids gonna love that. Oh, it'd be a farm. I'd be a, I'd be a vegetarian on, like, I'm the only guy, a farmer who's a vegetarian. Like wouldn't be able to eat the, but uh, yeah. What do you, Bill? What do you got coming up? Uh, what do I got coming up? Um, I'm trying to think of like anything interesting. Just in Austin this weekend, you know, at the Vulcan Friday and Saturday, then back into LA next week doing shows. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, this Friday night I'm at the Ha Ha Comedy Club, and Saturday at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Next Thursday, the Long Beach Laugh Factory. And on Fight Week, International Fight Week, I will be at the Strat uh, the whole week, Monday through Sunday. We're doing another UFC Comedy Jam that week, too. So uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Rufion. Thank you, Bill. Take care, man. You too. Bye-bye.